Okay, so I, um, we've, I've done, I've done a lot of talking today and you've heard a lot of stuff um, from up the front, so we're going to begin by not doing that and you guys are going to do some talking um, and we're going to um, share together around this stuff because I think it's really, um, it's really, we learn so much from each other um, and it's really important that um, we actually speak that stuff out and, and own the authority and wisdom that we have, even if we don't think it's very much. Um, something of what you say will help someone else in this room, um, and I would rather that um, we share it with each other as we're doing that. Um, okay, so growing in visual re- um, revelation and interpretation. Um, who here would predominantly hear, receive from God in a visual way? Have a show of hands. Who here predominantly receives from God in a visual way? Okay, we're getting some like ish. Pretty much everyone's on an, on the ish scale. Is that right? Okay, so we have a little bit of visual revelation. And um, when I say visual revelation, um, that could be something as simple as you are praying for someone and you have a, like a picture in your mind, or God reminds you of a picture. Um, so it doesn't need to always be the big kind of scary stuff of I had a revelatory dream from the Lord and he told me to go somewhere. You know, it doesn't always need to be as extreme as that. It can be I was praying for my friend and I had um, a picture of a tree with deep roots um, and I sensed that God was saying, that she needs to go deeper in the Lord. You know, it could be something as, as simple um, as that. So if, if that clears anything up, would any, anyone be a little bit more confident in saying, yes, I do receive from God in a visual way? Great. Okay. So let's have a little bit of a brainstorming or thought showering, as is the politically correct way to refer to that now. Um, so let's thought shower um, some, some of the different ways that we hear um, from God. So different ways of visually receiving. And I'm going to scribe. Just shout them out. Just um, whoever gets there first gets to say the obvious ones. What? Right. Um, yeah, so we're just going to share different ways that you receive from God in a visual way. So it can be something specific um, or it can be um, really general as well. We'll just get some of these and we'll the board so we can look at them. My mind's eye. Mind's eye, yeah. So vision like a small video clip. Yeah. This is where being left-handed is going to be. Like a video clip in your mind, yeah? And how would you, um, that kind of ties in a bit to that one there, doesn't it? You kind of see it in your mind's eye. Yeah? yeah? Just a, a word drop in your mind. Yeah, and would you, so would you, so we're talking about, in terms of talking about visual things, would you necessarily, would you see that word? If you're praying for someone, would you, some people would maybe see a word written out? Um, or would you, would that be like a word that you would receive? Yeah. Or would you just come in? Or would you So that, yeah, definitely we receive from God in that way, but that's maybe not fully tying into the, the visual um, side of things, Mike, but that's completely relevant as well. Yeah. And we can all hear from God. Well, 
A day vision? Mm -hmm. Yeah, what do you mean by that? Well, I'm just at the church and I saw these eagles. Yeah. Okay, and did you see them? Um, you had your eyes, did you have your eyes open? Did you have your eyes shut? Your eyes shut. So you saw, that was, um, yeah, like a vision that you see um, in your mind. We can put that down as like a day, well, let's put it down as a day vision, that's a good description. And that kind of fits in to this guy here. Recall the memory? Yeah. I get a story looking pictures. Mm -hmm. Comic right into it and it keeps giving you the next picture. Yeah. So a series of pictures. Yeah. Like a like a like a comic strip, would that be an accurate description or um, would you have something a little way of starting? It's kind of takes you to a different part and it reveals what the... Yeah, so scene by scene. Yeah, what it's part of the Yeah. Anything else? Re recall a stored image. Say it again. Recall a stored image. Something that's in your head. Yeah. It's not new. Absolutely. I'm calling a stored image. Painting or sculpting or whatever. 
yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, well, we've filled the whiteboard. So I think it turns out that you guys probably know a fair amount more than you maybe are letting on um, around visual stuff. And it seems like there's, there's a definite, like, this is, this is not just the obvious stuff, this is quite specific, you know? So it shows that God is speaking to each of you individually in different ways, and you're actually engaging with it as well, that you're not just kind of going for the, the very obvious stuff, but actually you're kind of taking it a step down. Um, and going um, a bit deeper as well. Okay, great, I'm gonna leave that up there. Um, I want to ask you three questions, or three things um, that I want you to think about. Um, but <clears throat> before, before we get into those, I want to ask you something else. Um, I've just read my notes and realized that actually I went on a step too soon, so let's backtrack a little bit. I wonder how confident do you feel? If you were to put yourself on a scale of one to 10, how confident do you feel on knowing how to handle a particular type of visual revelation? So think about maybe one of these that you, you particularly resonate with and that you're saying, yeah, actually, I've experienced that before or I experience that regularly. Um, how confident do you feel on being able to handle that particular kind of revelation? So if you're putting yourself on a scale of one to 10, say, five and above is pretty confident. I, you know, I still have to learn, but I'm, I'm fairly sure that I know what I'm doing. Below five would be, yeah, I don't really know. I'm not sure. I don't really know what I'm doing. Take a wee minute, think about it, um, and then we'll, we'll take a little poll um, of, of where, you would, where you would find yourself, and we'll see what the room is saying and where you guys are at. Expressing being interpreting it. Yeah, I think... Yeah, yeah. So not, not just speaking it out, but knowing how, you, how what it means. How do you how do you handle it? How do you go from the revelation into the interpretation and onto the application? Does that make sense? And, and communication as well. And, and communication. And communication, yeah. So the, the further steps down the line. <coughs> Any other questions on that? Is there a difference between interpreting and seeing a picture and seeing see a picture of this is mean there and to you personally you're speaking with? Um, I think there there probably yeah, there probably would be a wee bit of a difference between that. It's a really good question to, to actually present it to the person and say, does this mean anything to you but there's a responsibility on us as well to take it to God and say what does this mean because you've given me this picture so what does this what does this mean so that's part of the handling as well we need to ask the person but we also need to ask God um, and make sure that we've we've gone to him first um, and if we're maybe not, not if, if, if our prompting from that is then no you need to ask this person because it means something to them um, does that make sense Mike yeah okay so um, is everyone placed on their scale yeah? Um, let's go five and above first. Who is five and above? Great. That's great. So about a third of the room. Uh, five and below, below five? Below five. A little, bit, a little bit over. Okay, well that's helpful to know. And it's helpful to put yourself on a scale sometimes because then you can kind of think, right, yeah, I know, I know that I'm confident in this or I'm carrying some level of confidence in this or actually... Yeah, I maybe wasn't quite as quite fully there as I thought as I thought I was going to be. Okay, so keep that in your. Do you have something? Can I say something? Mm-hmm. Um, 
see on that list there, there's only one that I've ever been used in, if you like, mm -hmm. and it's been very rare. Yeah. But when you're asking the question about where would you put yourself on the scale of confidence, yeah. I'm putting myself up on the high end of confidence because I'm going to God to give the revelation and I'm confident in Him. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily saying that this is something that's a regular occurrence. Yeah. Or yeah. That's, that's okay and that might be helpful for some other people to hear as well. We'll have different levels um, of confidence. We're confident in God, um, but sometimes we're not fully confident in ourselves. And I think that God wants to raise up that gifting within us so that we can be confident in ourselves as well. Yeah? With me? Great. Um, okay, so keep that in your mind of where you have placed yourself. Um, don't, don't put it in. I, d I don't want anyone to be feeling that they are um, either like hugely elevated below their, up above their worth and thinking, right, well, I've put, chosen the wrong seminar. I need to go downstairs. Um, and please don't leave me. And, um, and I also don't want anyone to be feeling, oh my goodness, why did I, did I even bother coming to this gathering? Like, I'm not really sure why I'm even here, okay? I don't want any of those kind of thoughts going on in this room. It's just about honesty. And you're saying, right, God, this is where I am. So how can I move further up the scale? Um, with you and what can I take away today this is an hour and a half it is not exhaustive and I do not know everything um, but hopefully you'll leave with some tools um, that you can take away and that might be useful in whatever context you find yourself doing this stuff so on to my three questions um, I wanted to ask um, just to take some time to think about this and, and we'll maybe just like share um, share openly about it as well First of all, you might, you might want to take some time to write these down and maybe jot down a few notes for yourself. But what do you love? For those of you who, who say, yes, I receive from God in a visual way. God often speaks to me in a visual way. What do you love about receiving from God in that way? It's a gift. It is a gift that he has given to you. What do you love about it? You know, if someone, if a friend gives you a gift, you often say, oh, it's exactly the colour that I wanted. Thank you. You know, you, you, you have a dialogue about a gift that you've been given. So it makes sense that when God gives us a gift, we have a dialogue with him and say, I love that you speak to me through dreams because it makes me feel like this, you know. Um, the second question, what's your fear? What's your fear around visual revelation? And what might you perceive as being a block? So within the prophetic, sometimes we'll, we'll find it hard to progress. Um, and we're not, not always sure why. But you might often find it's because there's a block that's in the way. We're going to go into some of that um, later on as well. But, but think about what, you know, ask the Holy Spirit, what am I scared of? What am I scared of? Or what might be my block? And number three, where do you think that you need to grow? Because this is your gifting. So where do you want to grow? In what particular way um, do you want to grow? It, it might be general, it might be specific. But observe and then you know, flesh it out. Um, get specific um, with God. I want to grow um, in having pictures for people when I pray and then knowing how to interpret them. I want to grow in interpretation. I want to grow in communication. Being able to actually effectively say out um, what I'm what I'm saying so take a little minute to, to think through some of those I'm going to give you some time um, and then be prepared to uh, chat back to me again you're getting so good at that um, okay so I'll give you a couple of minutes
Okay, so the extroverts in the room are chopping at the bit um, to get to actually process what they think, because they don't know until they say it out loud. Um, and the introverts are probably thinking, I didn't have enough time, please give me another half an hour. So we're not going to please everybody, um, but let's just feed back a little bit. Um, be brave and uh, <coughs> speak out. And this is, I think we should recognise from the off that we want this to be a safe space. Um, we want this to be a place where people can share um, as well. Um, and you can, you, can, you can speak out, yeah, this is actually, this is what I love. Or this is what I'm a bit scared of, you know? Um, and, that's, and that's okay. So let's foster um, a really encouraging atmosphere and be each other's champions um, in this as well as we grow um, and not have any kind of spirit of judgment that comes in. Okay, so what do you love about receiving from God in a visual way? What's your favorite thing? Why do you love that he's given you that gift? Mm-hmm. Knowledge that God is confirming his interest in you. Yeah, that's great. Knowledge that God is confirming his interest in you. I love that. That's great. Anything else? It's, it lets you actually feel useful. Lets you feel useful, yeah. You feel worth from it, whenever we know that God um, is, is using us, yeah. Yeah, especially, especially if you get an opportunity to connect it together. It's one thing being given a vision mm-hmm. that applies purely to you, that, that is useful, but you're the only person who's ever going to know that part is wrong. It's when you go through to the following steps and it gets confirmed in some way. Yeah. And then suddenly the little light bulb goes on and you're like, ah, Yeah, absolutely. So being part of that bigger yeah. picture as well. Yeah, definitely. Helping others and yeah. sort of interpreting that. Well, although I've got to say that um, I hadn't actually thought until today this is a gift from God. He's actually trying to bestow something on me. I've mm-hmm. almost been more reluctant messenger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that might come a question too. Yeah. So maybe there's some more joy that God would have you find um, in the gifting that he's given you. Because it can be very, especially if you're involved in ministry, um, in whatever sense, it can be very easy to think that it's just like, I am using my gifting to bless this person in front of me and it's always for someone else, when actually there is so much joy to be found in it for ourselves as well. Um, and we get this incredible, like the, the one thing I love about the prophetic and I'm just always blown away by is that God blesses me as well. It's like, are you serious? Not only do I get to bless someone else and see that something wonderful happen in their life or see them come to a realization that they didn't have before, but I get blessed as well, you know? We need to welcome up both of those channels, um, open up the channel of blessing to other people, but open up the channel of blessing to ourselves as well. That's wonderful. Thank you, Daniel. Anything else? What do you love? Understanding. That's great. I uh, I guess I consider myself a visual a visual person and being kind of attracted to I don't know, visual things. Mm-hmm. So I guess like whenever God speaks through visual stuff then it, it kind of brings that kind of sense of like God knows me and God chooses to work through who I am yeah. and use me um, rather than Else, or being like, that's not how I think God, yeah. <laughs> so, so why are you doing this? Yeah, so. it's part of who you are already, um, and God chooses to use, because he uses the whole of us, 
It's not just like, it's like I was saying earlier, we're not detached from our gifting, we're not detached from our emotions. Um, we don't just kind of step into the prophetic and prophesy here and it's all great and then we step back into like our everyday life and just be a normal person. Like it's, it's all flowing in to each other and it should all flow into each other, which means that it gets, it's part of who we are. The things that we love, God loves and he'll use as well. That's great. Anything else? Yeah, Gabby and then yourself. Um, for me, I think it's a lot about like experiencing God's love and how He loves everyone. So you might see someone, and then I might like if it's some some of my friends, I might see them and I might like, oh, today you're being like so annoying. But then just like actually having a picture from God and He sees them as like they're these beautiful children, and He just loves them so much, and He always sees like hope in situations that sometimes I find it difficult to see hope in. Mm-hmm. So it's like oh wow, His love is like so vast. Yeah. Yeah. The prophetic always brings perspective, always brings God's perspective. Um, and um, Gabby's part of my team, and I'm, I'm always saying to her that there's no greater, like the one thing I love, and I think you'll, you'll know this as well, there's no greater privilege than to see people the way that God sees them. And that's what the prophetic does. It opens up. You get to see people, even if it's just for a moment, and even if it's someone that you don't know, for a, a moment you just get to see them the way that God sees them, and it completely floors you and humbles you because you think, wow, I can't believe I was so selfish. I can't believe that I, I thought I knew what you were like, but then I saw you the way that God saw you. Um, and I had no idea. Yeah, and you had a point as well, Nancy. It makes me feel like a friend of God, mm-hmm. because sometimes things are not necessarily to warn other people or to uh, instruct them to do anything. It's just like um, Abraham was having a conversation with God. And God says, so look at the stars. Yeah. That's how, it's it just like God is sharing his mind with you. Yeah. You, sometimes you get to know of uh, something that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily bad or good, but it's just, you just get to know when it's like, oh, um, God is just sharing his mind with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first example I, I had of it was, um, I was, I was in a, going to have a, it's like a christening or something like that in the Presbyterian church and then you have confirmation after baptism or something mm-hmm. like that and uh, we were picking some numbers to pick scriptures to recite on the day and I just saw the number six as um, the number I'm going to pick it, it didn't, and then I picked randomly and I picked six so and I was like, so why did I get to know that the number was six but sometimes I feel God just have wants to laugh with you, wants to have fun, yeah. like a friend. Yeah, yeah. really important to remember. Um, thank you for, for reminding us of that. You know that we are called friends. Um, he no longer calls us servants, he calls us friends. Um, and that is a huge distinction. Huge, huge distinction. We are not servants. We serve God. But he chooses to call us friends. That's what he chooses to call us. And the way you share with a friend is much different. I mean, I'm assuming none of us have servants, but you know, the way you serve with a friend is much different than the way you serve, the way, the, the way you communicate with a friend is much different from the way that you communicate with someone that is, is working under you or is subservient to you. Does that make sense? Yeah? And um, that's really key. Great. Anything else anyone wants to share before we move on to question two? Okay, number two, let's be brave. What's your fear? What are you scared of? What stops you from receiving visually um, or stops you from pursuing it? 
as well? What stops you in the pursuit of it? Or what might the Holy Spirit have um, shown you were some blocks? I think for me it's a lack of confidence. Lack of confidence, so yeah. I am happy to receive stuff for myself when I can tell people it's that fear of it's not right, or the right timing, or yes. Mm-hmm. And we can get caught up in all of those questionings and doubts in our heads, can't we, to a point where we just go, oh, I'm just not going to bother, you know. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's great, Emily. Thank you for sharing. I think for you, I shows us a lot about you Kira because you're um the fact that you're concerned about that shows that shows me that I wouldn't be worried you know because I think if you were saying I'm just going to go ahead and just say whatever comes into my head to the next person that I meet and I'm not going to think about how I'm going to frame it and I'm not going to turn it around to mean something good and I'm not going to worry about if it's building up or if it's encouraging or if it lines up with scripture I'm just going to go ahead and share it and then I would be like okay let's step back a little bit and think about some of those motives but the fact that you're saying, you know, and I would say a lot of us would be, because we all have that kind of like, oh, I, I want to make sure that this is right. I want to make sure that this is going to bless it. But I think if you were saying, well, Jesus, are you in this? Like, does this line up with what I know of you? I, I, we know God. You know, we know we're in a relationship with him. We know him. We know what he's like. We know what he's like to us. So we're not strangers, you know, not strangers to him. Um... So I think if we're, if we're saying, yeah, this, I can see that this lines up with what I know of my father, then the next step is like, okay, I'm just going to be bold. Because the heart is right. You know, the motivation is right. The heart is right. That's good. So thank you for sharing that. Anything else? Fears, blocks? I, I didn't, when I came in this room, I didn't think I had a fear in a block. I mean, the reality is that I'm a very visual person. I'm a visual learner, but I don't just get that when I asked her, is there a fear of block, that came back was, um, I, have, I have a relative or an ancestor, um, who used to be used a lot in books. And I suppose really got hugely persecuted for it. I think there's a lot of this. Yeah. So just the, that, that fear of what's going to happen to me. How is this, if I really explore yeah. this? Yeah, but I mean, five minutes ago, however many minutes ago, I wouldn't even have said something. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like, a, it's just not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a relatively awesome sense of responsibility for you when you realise the person you are talking to has the impression that you are going to give them this direct word from directly from God. Yeah. Yeah. And that you, when you become conscious of that, you sort of think, yeah, that is quite a big responsibility. You've almost got to, you've almost got to give all of that away. So if you take that into your own head, yeah. it'll crash you for a better word. Yeah, um, we need to. 
uh, recognize the responsibility that we have, um, but also recognize um, what's not ours to carry. So there are things that are ours to carry. There are things that are our responsibility. So am I taking this word before the Father? Am I saying, what are you saying? Am I asking him questions? Am I looking for deeper revelation on it? Am I asking him how to communicate it? That's our responsibility. Um, if we're not doing that, then we need to backtrack a little bit and, and start growing right from that kind of that very beginning, um, that starter point. Um, but there are also things that are the other person's responsibility, and that's where the communication comes in. For how do we communicate this to someone? And and I will, if I'm in a situation where I'm um, prophesying to someone or, or praying for them and maybe speaking out what I sense God's saying, um, or if I receive a picture for them and I'm asking for the interpretation of it, the way that I communicate it um, is really, really crucial. So I use words like, I think God is saying this. I sense that God is saying this. Um, you know, Using language that means that they hold it lightly as well. Um, because we, all of us, regardless of our... Um, experience or whatever you know however long we've been doing this for so whether you're right at the very beginning doing it for a little while or you've been doing it for 50 years we all prophesy in part that's just biblical yeah no one's going to disagree with that we all prophesy in part that's what the bible says so let's remember that um yeah, like I just asked what you mean by in part so we don't we don't always receive the full okay. revelation okay. yeah and um, so that's a, i'm not sure where it is but we can Google that. Where, you know, where is it? Thank goodness for Google. Um, yeah, we prophesy in part, so we only receive part of the part of the interpretation. And sometimes that will sometimes that will be that we won't get to see the word fully through. So we give something to someone, and then we don't get to see it happen in fruition because we don't know them that well, or they go off um, to another country and 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 receive. It's it's the same way in the journey of salvation, um, in that we off we just plant seeds. You know, we're just part of the journey. So in, in all of the things that God has given us to do, he hasn't placed the full weight of responsibility on our shoulders. He spreads out among his people, and he's in charge. So we plant the seeds, and it's the same thing with the prophetic. We, um, we just plant those little seeds. We scratch the surface, and we begin the process as well. Great. Um, yeah, Did I hear from somebody in a church they somebody get shown something by God and they don't do anything with it or for another person, then that person can still get blessed another time. Like they won't miss out. Yeah, I, I, I would I would hope that that's I would hope that that's true. I think that um, God always calls us to obedience, um, and and that obedience has to do with us as well as the blessing of the other person. So if God shows me something and I don't do anything about it, I'm the worse off, as well as the other person. There are plenty of things God has asked me to do, and I'm sure I have done them, you know. Um, I'm definitely not saying, yes, I'm 100% obedient. I always do what I'm told, you know. Hands up, I definitely don't. Um, I've been telling Bruna I'll take the recycling. I live at Bruna. I'll be telling her I'll take the recycling out. I'll take the recycling out, I promise. And then I don't do it. Um, I apologise now. In front of I mean, I don't do anything. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? So there's... Um, I, God is gracious, you know, he will, um, I would hope he will bless um, that person later on down the line with someone who was more obedient than I was, um, but there is, it's, I like to think that all is not lost, because I don't serve a God who has, who's, where there's no hope, he's the God of all hope, um, so there is hope for us in our disobedience, um, 
but we should always learn from those experiences of like so don't don't be kind of you know um, wallowing in that past um, disobedience where you think yeah I didn't share that and I can't believe that I didn't I mean many of you know Hannah Montgomery um, Hannah shares a story of when she was um, quite young in her prophetic gifting and she was on a train and someone um, the, the Lord said to her you know um, I want you to um, the person sits down beside you I want you to tell them that their kids are, that their kids going to be okay their child's going to be okay um, and Hannah was like uh, no <laughs> I'm, I'm just on a journey like I, I wasn't intending on like talking to anyone especially not about God right now um, and um, so she was kind of like well sweet no one's sitting beside me so I don't need to worry about this now you know um, obviously I misheard you God and went down a few stops and eventually a woman came down sat um, sat beside her and she looked at this um, she looked at this woman and she was like oh no it was actually that she was going to um, that her unborn baby was going to be okay that's what it was so it was she was a lady that was pregnant her unborn baby was going to be okay so she looked at this woman and she was like she is not pregnant I am not going to like make that mistake of like your baby's going to be fine oh wait you're not pregnant and that's like she didn't have a wedding ring on she was kind of like I am not going down this route you know so she just she didn't say anything and she sat there the whole time being like oh my goodness what am I doing and the woman got up went off she hadn't said anything um, and Hannah's thing from that is like oh, I'll never know like what if what if I saw I sat beside her for two stops on a train what would have been, the only thing I would have caused would have been mild offence that I thought she was pregnant and she wasn't and I'm sure she would have gotten over it, you know um, but what if that had been a word of revelation for that woman who'd maybe just found out she was pregnant and maybe <coughs> suffered many miscarriages or something, you know, we don't, we don't know the story, um, hopefully maybe, that woman maybe it wasn't happening yet maybe it wasn't maybe, yeah, I mean Hannah will never know what that is, but she tells that story to encourage us um, in like a, you know, we're not all perfect um, but she has learned from that moment of disobedience that she steps into God's grace. She asks his forgiveness. He forgives her. Um, and then she is obedient the next time. Okay? So, any more fears or blocks or anything anyone wants to share? What about a hard word for somebody? A hard word? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was in a situation where I saying I got a really hard word for her. And I've never been there. Yeah. Um, I think my advice to people that, that are receiving something like that would be um, to take some time with that particular word, pray through it and ask God what the positive is um, because you'll often find like, people know what their stuff is, you know, um, people know what's wrong with them. Quite often they may need us to allude to it but they don't always need us um, to point it out in black and white so maybe that could be a way that you could you could work with that and say right God well what do you want me to prophesy over this person because you don't want me to speak out you are a bad person who is you know whatever it is you know that's that's not God's heart so seek God's heart in it um, but hard words are hard to handle and they can be hard to receive I think the main thing is don't panic if you receive a hard word for someone if you receive something that's difficult you think it's going to be difficult for someone to hear don't panic Take it to God. It's His word. It's His revelation. Um, so He never wants the the enemy longs to bring isolation and longs for us to think that we're on our own in it. Um, but that's not God's heart at all. So that might be. Is that helpful? Well, I still find it difficult because it was a really really hard word, um, and uh, I just it was in a group setting as well. It's not like a person was on a you know on a one to one basis. Yeah. So you know there was other people that have it. 
time limit, so do you know the time to tell us? Um, I think I think that, that, that God will help you. You know, you need to, you, if, if you're finding something particularly difficult, you need to take it to God and say, you know, it's that idea of I'm helpless before you, God. I'm helpless before you. You've given me this word. I don't know what to do with it. So will you help me? Take it to a wiser prophetic person. Take it to someone, someone in leadership. Um, maybe if it's in a church setting, um, take it to your pastor and say, I've got this, this, this word for someone I'm not sure um, if it's appropriate to share it with them. And, and I think it's quite hard. And maybe they could come along with you um, and help and, and you know, buffer the situation um, because they, they'll have that authority and leadership to be able to do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Something that I once had something with someone that I really looked out serious and I actually felt like God had revealed it to me so I could pray for that person mm-hmm. and that they didn't necessarily, I didn't necessarily need to speak to them about it. Yeah. Um, but I felt like it was a real way that I you know, wanted to seek him in that for that person. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's good. Prayer is just as powerful as anything else, you know. Um, it's a weapon that we've been given and we underestimate it every single day. Um, so we need to start wielding that weapon for everything that it can be. And if God reveals something to us, sometimes the application is that we, we don't share it with that person, but we pray it. Similarly, in a gathering sense, sometimes you're in church and maybe God gives you a picture or a, or a, or a, a sense about what he is doing. Um, and your immediate thing might be, where's the pastor? I need to rush and share this at the front, you know, and speak it out. Or maybe that's just your worst nightmare. But whatever, whatever it is, that might be your initial reaction. But that's not always the right thing to do. I will find often that God will reveal something to me in church. I go to this church, so I'm downstairs. And I'll just go and pray it around the building. I'll just Because I believe that because of Jesus and because of the access that I have to the Father, my prayers make a difference. Because I'm welcoming the Holy Spirit, my prayers make a difference. So a word spoken silently at the back can have just as much influence as a word spoken publicly from the front. There's a time and place for both. Neither are ineffective. Um, n- neither one is more important than the other. Does that make sense? Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Expectation with this hard words, like maybe you know some people in a bad direction, but maybe some of it's about leading and seeing what a better direction would be. So it's for them as a positive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and that's kind of what we're saying, like seeking the positive, um, the positive side um, of something as well. It's always, it's always a good idea to at least ask that question. You know, what's the positive um, side from this as well? Um, Sorry. Yep. I've got one more. Go ahead. And that's um, it's, it's becoming sort of selfish in that uh, you feel as though you feel with your own importance in, in giving a, a prophecy mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, and then when you when you do that, you take them away from God, but also you're then frightened about making a mistake. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That fear. You need to remember that humility, I guess, is really mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. One of my specific things around visual stuff would be like that I wouldn't tend to, you know, get like some Hebraic symbol coming up in my mind's eye or anything. So like a lack of like the holiness. Or of, or of a visual thing, whereas, you know, if I receive scripture, I'm like, yay, scripture, um, or, or something like that. But if it could, sometimes the way I receive would be quite, like, 
sometimes quite childlike or yeah. simplistic and it doesn't seem to have the kind of weightiness of I'm about to quote some obscure scripture to you yeah. but actually you know maybe this person and I, and I think that's the importance therefore sometimes in seeking interpretation rather than just revelation of like not just saying hey you're a balloon like so <laughs> so asking asking God to go in rather to what that interpretation is yeah um, because yeah whereas if I said you know Joel something to someone they can go away and read it if I just tell them they're a balloon yeah yeah yeah, we should. We always need to seek when we're giving a picture to someone. We always need to seek the interpretation of it. But actually, sometimes we can be halted by that revelation because it can seem a bit like predictable, or um, you know, obvious, um, or just a bit simple. I have a friend who, um, when it gets all the rules, um, was at um, was at a party once, and he just kept God just kept saying this word lemonade to him, and he was just like, "What are you doing? Like lemonade? Like what?" I don't understand and he just he didn't understand and he kept on pressing into God and he was like you go to the bathroom and be like right what are you saying come on like help me out here lemonade what does that mean and he just sensed that God was like you need to go and give that word to that person there to this man to this guy that's at this party so my friend went feeling like an absolute pillock and went and gave this word and was like I just have been like I'm a Christian and sometimes I believe that I hear from God and, and God gave me this word lemonade and I just I can't get it out of my head and I'm just going to share it with you in case it means something to you and if it doesn't then just count me out as a crazy person and, and that's okay and this guy just broke down you know and and he just was he just like it just hit him whatever it meant and I just, I mean, my friend didn't know in the end because the guy was kind of it was all just a bit like what is going on um, but it just was that was the word that he needed to hear for whatever reason and it was lemonade who knows <laughs> I don't you know um, never discount something because it's simplistic never discount something because it's simplistic Jesus came into this world as a baby you know what's what's I mean what's more glorious than a baby but what's more simplistic than a helpless baby you know um, I don't think that we should ever discount things that are simplistic we should seek what's deeper in them okay where do you need to grow let's have a couple of points i want to want to move on um, as well you guys are super chatty now um where do you need to grow a couple of points of where you think yeah i need to grow in that i need to grow in that this is more just for yourself as well of, of like what what are you taking away from here you know um, we're not going to cover it all in this session but what are you taking away learning scripture learning scripture yeah getting into the word that's a great one Asking for actual opportunities, that's always a good one. Growing character. Growing character, yeah, that's a big one and really important for those who are walking in the prophetic. Nothing more important than growing character. Uh, is that a hand or just you have to it, you have to realise that it happens at God's speed and timing and pace, not yours. Yeah. And some people have an awful lot of time to sit and listen to God and spend time so few movies. Other people are working full time and running around mad, but both yeah. of you can hear from God. Yeah. And it can take a second. Yeah. It's it's not something that relies on the ability to sit and listen for hours. Yeah, yeah. If you can, great, I mean, I'm sure that's that's yeah. not so recognizing your situation, but also having yeah, patience as well. Stop and, yeah. Stop Great. Final one. Anything else? 
picture of it that is like two or three, but you know, sometimes you have been given a little tiny woman. And sitting in Kenhead, not sure, not sure, so I've got five minutes, I've got 20 minutes. Yeah. You can spend more time than 20 minutes with the seeking. Yeah. It is so getting quicker, getting quicker at hearing, yeah? Are you looking for something quick? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, like, we, we'll, you'll often hear people talking about the prophetic being like a muscle that you have to, to work um, and, you know, muscles get stronger um, and people get fitter when, you know, the, the, I'm told that, you know, the more you go to the gym, um, <laughs> of course I know all about that, um, that, you know, you can run a marathon or whatever, but you're not going to start by running a marathon. You know, you start by going to the gym and getting on the treadmill and then you maybe run a 5K. And, and so it's a, it's a process as well. So you need to work the muscle. Um, and um, God responds as, as well. If you ask him, God, I'm in, I'm in this moment. I need to, I'm praying for this person. I want to hear from them and I don't have all day, you know, um, ask God for a quickening of your spirit. Great. Those are really, really good points. Keep all of those, you know, um, hold them as well. Don't, don't forget about them. Um, there's been some really useful stuff that we've brought up here, some really useful things that the Holy Spirit has prompted you with that you're going to need to take away and go through yourself. I just have a couple of, um, couple of points that I want to make before we're going to do um, some really practical stuff and we're actually going to um, have, have some kind of activation as well. Um, and the things I just want to remind us about are that we receive from God um, from a place of intimacy, yeah? We are his um, beloved children who he reveals things to. Um, And receiving from God, um, it always goes back to a place of intimacy. Oh, there we go, it's working now. Um, To a place of intimacy and to a place of identity. That's where it begins. Who am I? What does God think about me? What does that then mean for me as I walk out in that gifting? And it might seem simple, but actually when I think, and I'm not hugely far down the line, like I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm, I'm 27, like I'm not, you know, I haven't been doing this for years. Um, some of you have been doing this for 27 years, you know? Um, so, but for me, when I think about wanting to go deeper, um, I am always asking God, what do you want to do in me? It's like what I said earlier, I cannot expect to go deeper in revelation unless I am willing to allow God to go deep in me. And if I'm not willing to deal with my stuff, if I'm not willing to let him go deep and root out the things that are ungodly um, within me, the, the ungodly beliefs that I hold, the negative patterns of thought that I have, any unforgiveness that I have, if I'm not willing to let God go deep on me, then I can't expect to go deep in revelation. I can't go spe- expect to go deep in the prophetic. So I always start by asking God, okay, I want to go deeper, so what do you want to do in me? And this can then help to, to filter out some of those blocks because the Holy Spirit is really gracious. Um, yeah? He, he reveals things to us. When we ask him, what do you want to do in me? He actually tells us and he shows us. Okay, just like Fiona was sharing there, she, didn't, she walked in not knowing and now she's walking out knowing something that she might need to go home and pray about, you know? Um, so there's, there's, there's something there um, that, is, that God has revealed and that he's saying, okay, let's walk through this together. So um, it gives us a chance to kind of weed out some of those, some of those blocks um, and filter them as well. Um, the moment that we identify any blocks within us that hold the flow of the Spirit, then we strip them of their power. Because 
the more you ignore something, the more power it has. Yeah? If something unpleasant is happening and you just kind of brush it under the carpet and just kind of think, I'm not going to deal with that, then the more power it has over you. Secrets have a lot of power. Um, the secret things that we're holding on to and we're thinking, I'm just not ready to deal with that yet, you know? I'm just, I'm not going to bring it before God. That has power. The moment you come before the Father and say, I'm ready, let's, like, you need to help me. Help me deal with this stuff. You know, you're not proclaiming it from the front of church. Um, you're not doing anything big and wild with it. You're just coming before your dad and saying, I need your help. Will you help me? Because I want to grow. Um, so we strip them of their power. So... Some examples um, of blocks. We've covered a a few of them here. Unforgiveness, that's a really big one. Are you holding something against someone else? Are you holding something against yourself? Um, Are you holding something against God? What what paths of unforgiveness um, are you not dealing with in your life? Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal. You might not know. Um, Ask the Holy Spirit, who do I need to forgive? What situation do I need to forgive? And you might find yourself needing to walk that path for a long time. And I would not advise that you do it on your own. Um, do it with a partner. Do it with a friend. Um, go and see someone like Sozo, you know. Um, something like that can be really, really helpful. And there's no shame in doing anything like that. I've been to Sozo. It was great. Yeah. Um, you need to weed out those paths of unforgiveness. And don't give the enemy a chance. Don't give him a foothold. He doesn't deserve it. Yeah? So, unforgiveness. Um, negative thought, negative patterns of thought, a skewed vision of who God is. So maybe you've um, kind of been going through the, the, the thing of thinking God is far away and distant. Um, or maybe you haven't quite got the father thing yet, the father heart of God. Um, a skewed vision of who God is can really halt the way that we experience the prophetic, the way that we receive from him. And finally, our character, just like you were saying there, our character and our motivation as well. What is my motivation to hear from God? Why do I want to receive from God in this way? And are my motivations pure? And have I let God do the deep work on my character? Now, all of those things, would you could do seminars on each individual one. You could probably do entire weeks of teaching on them. Um, so this is scratching the surface. I cannot stress that enough. Take those away. Think about them yourself. Um, I was just, um, before, as I was preparing this, I was reading from um, Ephesians um, 1, verse 17, and it says this, I keep asking that the Father, that the, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. So we often, sometimes we stop at them. may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. It's not full stop. It's comma, so that we can know him better. It's really important that when we um, are thinking about um, passages of scripture that promote what we're, what we're talking about here, that we look at the context of it, you know? Um, what does it say around it? And what's the purpose of the spirit of wisdom and revelation? Yeah? The primary purpose of receiving the spirit of wisdom and revelation is to know God better. And then from that, we get to bless people. From that, we get to serve him. From that, we get to experience more of him. But the primary purpose, so that we get to know God better. So maybe you're recognizing some of these blocks. Please hear the conviction of the Holy Spirit, the compassionate, kind conviction of the Holy Spirit, not the condemnation of the enemy, because that is is just, you you don't need to accept that. You do not need to accept condemnation, because there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. 
But there is conviction for us, and we need to welcome the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Another thing is that we can actually ask God to open our eyes, and we can ask God to open the eyes of other people, especially when we think about the visual thing. Um, So in 2 Kings, I read this yesterday as well, 2 Kings 6, verse 17, um, Elisha and his servant are in 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 the city, um, and the servant has gone away and looked out, and he's basically come back to Elisha saying, "We're surrounded. Like there, there are, there just, there are chariots and oh, everywhere. Like we're, we're never going to get out of here alive. This is, this is just, you know, we're doomed. Let's run and hide. Where can we dig a hole and get into it? Because I'm, I'm scared, you know. Um, and Elisha says this: Don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them." And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. And then the Lord opened the servant's eyes. And he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. I mean, how good of Elisha to pray for his servant instead of just telling him, don't worry. The hills are full of, of chariots of fire. And the servant being like, no, they're not. You know, I can see. Um, Elisha prayed because he knew that God is gracious and would open his eyes. And through that simple request of, what does it say? Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Open his eyes so that he may see. Through a simple request, the servant got perspective and he got peace as well. He got perspective and he got peace. Sometimes as we see into the spiritual realm, we can see stuff that's, that's hard to see. Maybe some of you have experienced that before. Scary stuff. Stuff that scares you. Stuff that's unnerving. Stuff that you don't actually want um, to receive. Um, And I don't have a lot of wisdom on that. Um, Some people will have more wisdom than I would. So I would go ask plenty of other people who are more experienced than I am. But the one thing that I would say is keep asking for wisdom. And keep asking for protection. We need to ask for wisdom because without wise direction, without wisdom, the people fall. It says that in Proverbs 11, verse 14, without wise direction, the people fall. If you see in the spirit, that is a beautiful gift that the Lord has given you. Whatever way that manifests manifests itself in you, it's a beautiful gift. But you need to make sure that you're handling it with him, not on your own. So if you're scared about what you're seeing, Bring it to God. Make sure that you're standing alongside him with it. Bring it back to him. See if you can get any closer to him. See if you have put a distance between yourself and God because you're scared about what you're seeing. Handle it with care and seek wisdom. And I also think that it's worth mentioning that if you find some things within the visual realm too distressing, I don't think God ever wants you to be distressed. If you are really distressed about what you're receiving, you can ask him not to see it anymore. You know? If you're having really, really worrying dreams, maybe they are big warning dreams, and you're thinking, oh my goodness, but it's really affecting you. It's really affecting your well-being. Get counsel on it, you know? Talk to someone who's older and wiser and and knows more about these things than you do. But also, I think that you can say to God, "I I don't want to dream for a while. Can you pause these? Can you pause these because you're my father, because you're kind, because you don't want me to be sleepless and you don't want me to be scared? Can you pause? And then maybe further down the line you say, okay, I'm ready to grow on this gifting now. 
can you unpause because I've received the maturity. I've, I've, I've done some work. I don't think that um, we're ever saddled with it forever and that we have to carry a great weight that we're not really ready to carry. Um, there is wisdom in saying to God, can, can I not as well? So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, God is our protector. We can ask for his um, protecting. So go deep in your heart. Go deep on character. Let God do the deep work in you. And secondly, seek the stretching. So I wonder um, what stretch would look like for you. We've talked about that a little bit. Where do you need to grow? What does stretch look like for you in your own gifting in this season? Um, What's the next step? Maybe it could be something as simple as you just need to start asking those questions and going further than the initial revelation, but actually seeking the interpretation, seeking the application, figuring out how to communicate as well. Maybe you need to start recording the things that God is saying. You know, writing them down. If you, if you keep a diary by your bed and if you dream, write it down. If you're sensing God saying something, write it down. Keep a record um, of the things that God is saying. I can't tell you how helpful that will be. It's a practice that I've gotten into. And I'll read back over old journals with things that God has said. And, and it'll be just perfect for what I'm going through at that particular moment. And maybe it was like three years ago that God spoke that to me. You know, it's really important that we remember. And it also helps us process the detail as well. Because if you have to suddenly put it into words on a bit of paper, it really causes you to think about it as well. Um, <clears throat> and that thing about working and um, the prophetic muscle as well. Maybe another, another challenge could be to start asking God for specific revelations and then checking them out. So ask God for a specific picture for someone. Um, maybe try someone that you don't know. Say, right, God, I'm going to um, Costa for the, the morning. Um, give me a picture for someone and then tell me who it's for. And then I'll maybe be bold and go and share it with them, you know, um, and just see if it means something to them. And that's a way of testing. Yeah, God, I heard you. That was, that was right. That was right. That was from you. And finally, it's okay to get things wrong. Yeah, it's okay to get things wrong. You're not going to be cast out. You're not going to be smitten down or whatever, you know. Um, it's okay to get things wrong. As long as you are um, seeking to communicate the heart of God, as long as you're being gracious, as long as you're letting God do the deep work on you, if you get something wrong, that's all right. There were some prophets in the Bible got things wrong. They got the interpretation wrong. I think it was, I think it was Agabus, actually. He got, um, he got, he got the interpretation um, of a prophetic word that he'd received from God. He got it wrong. And he said the wrong thing. He got the revelation right, but he got the, the interpretation wrong. So it's in the Bible, so we're fine, guys, you know? Um, if you get it wrong, don't worry. Try again. Okay? Right. Enough from me. We're going to do some practical activations. We have got um, 20-ish minutes. So get into pairs. Try for someone that you do not know that well. So if you came with a pal, then uh, leave them. Turn your back on them and say, nope, I'm not going to go with you. Okay, um, so get into pairs and I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask God, um, I'm going to ask God for a picture for that person. I'll let you get into pairs first and then I'll explain. Okay, so quickly, come to your pairing up. And if we don't have enough for pairs, then we can have a three. Great.
wonderful. We are all paired up. Okay, you can do introductions in a minute. Um, what I want to do is I want you to ask God for a picture for the other person. So you're both going to spend some time praying, um, just waiting silently before God. You can close your eyes if you want to, whatever. You can write it down as well or draw it, whatever helps. Um, you don't need to hold it all in your head. Ask God for a picture for that person. Then I want you to ask for more detail. So if you receive a picture of something like a tree or something, ask God for some detail on the tree. What does the bark look like? Does it have leaves? What season is the tree in? You know, those kind of questions. Ask God for some more detail. Trust that he will give it to you. And then ask, why have you given me this picture? Okay? Ask God for a picture. Ask for more more detail. Then ask why. And then I want you to share it. Um, So I'm going to pray and welcome the Holy Spirit. um, Because that's how we receive. And we need to always start these things by praying. So let me pray. Yeah, Holy Spirit, we just welcome you here. We say that this is your time and your space, that you are in charge. We recognize your sovereignty and we rejoice in your love for us. We know that you love us and that you give us good things. So we want to receive from you now. And I ask, Father, that you will download pictures into the minds of every single person here, whether they normally receive in that way or not. I ask that you will come now and you will, res- that you will download those pictures to people in the name of Jesus. And you will give us that interpretation as well. We seek you now. Amen. We'll just take some time. start to share whenever you're ready. Take your time. <laughs> 